Welcome to another episode of The Walk. Today's episode is titled The Riptide. So today we're going to be talking about something that happened to me this summer where basically I died. Yes, I said that. I died. So before we get into that, there's two main points with this message. First, God is in control of the waves in our life. And second, share Jesus before it is too late. So every summer, our church has this event called Beach Retreat, where basically we drive out to uh, Pensacola, Florida, and we stay in condos. And it's just a time for you to get around people your age and just to completely focus on your walk with Jesus. And uh, there's lots of really good worship and free time where you hang out on the beach with your friends. And you can ask anybody who goes to our church that it's one of the most amazing experiences of your life. And for me and my senior guys group, we graduated that year. So basically, we weren't able to go on beach retreat as a student anymore. But we still were close and we wanted to have a time in the summer that we could spend as friends to just get together and have a good time. So we decided that we'd drive out to the beach and spend a night or two there just camping. And so we get to the beach, we camp, we go fishing, we set up our tents. Uh, I built a fire in the sand, which I didn't know was possible, but it happened. And we cooked some possibly not safe hot dogs and it tasted really questionable, but we had a good time. And the second day came and we saw that there wasn't very good weather. I mean, it was very windy. We could see that there were storms coming in. We almost got rained on a couple of times through the night, uh, even like with our tent and everything. And so we decided we wouldn't stay another night. That would be our last day. And, you know, it was kind of coming around the afternoon time. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go out to the beach, swim one more time before we pack up and go. So I go out, I'm walking out and, you know, I'm starting swimming, you know, you know, body surfing, just doing some fun stuff or whatever. And I get out far enough and I realized, oh, I can't reach anymore. And if you know me, you know that I am not the tallest individual. So me thinking that I can't reach the bottom of the ocean isn't something that's surprising at all. So, you know, no biggie, no big deal, whatever. So I keep swimming and I look back and I realize I'm about 50 yards to the left of where our camp was set up where I originally walked out into the beach and that worried me because the current was going to the right. So why would I be going to the left? And so, you know, I realized, okay, maybe I should start coming back. You know, this, this is kind of questionable, especially with the storm coming. It's probably not the best idea to be out here. So I start trying to swim back and I'm trying to like ride the waves and swim. And, you know, I'm not a terrible swimmer, you know, I, I can hold my own ground. So I start trying to swim, and every time I go forward, I get sucked right back. And I try again, get sucked right back. And so I'm not making any ground, and I'm stuck in the same spot. I can't walk out of it because I can't reach the bottom of the ground. And these waves are hitting hard. So it's like there's times where they're crashing over my head, and i got to hold my breath as fast as possible. And so I start freaking out. I get in panic mode. I start yelling for my friends who are at the shore and at the tent. And I'm like, Hey guys, somebody help me, please help me, help me. Somebody come get me. And I'm freaking out. And I don't know if it was because the wind or if I was too far or if they were talking or something, but 
none of the guys that were with me could hear me. So I just have no idea what to do. I'm starting to get tired from, you know, just holding my ground, treading water and trying to swim back. And so I'm thinking, am I going to drown out here? Like, I did not think drowning would be the way I go out. But is this it? And so I, I'm, I'm treading water there and I'm trying to think. And all of a sudden it comes to me. There's a sign right before you enter the beach that talks about riptides. And there's only one way that you can get out of a riptide safely. So there's a certain point in the current where you can walk out to the side, not going straight towards the beach, but to the side. And if you can get out that way, you can eventually, you know, walk your way out or swim your way out and you won't be pulled so hard by the current. And so I remember this picture and I start trying to swim to the side and I eventually get to the point where I can reach the ground and I start walking back and... I walk up to the beach and I tell my friends what happened. And they're like, whoa, dude, I had no idea that was even happening. And I was like, yeah, yeah I, I was screaming for y'all, but thanks. <laughs> and uh, I get to the shoreline and I just sit down and I'm like shaking because I was freaking out. I had no idea, you know, how I was going to get out of that and if I was going to get out of that. <laughs> When I was in the current, my first reaction was freaking out, only making things worse. I was only able to get out when I settled down and remembered what I knew was true. In the same way with our lives, it can seem sometimes like everything is going wrong, whether that's with our friends, our family, our finances, any situation like that. We feel like all the waves that are surrounding us are going to make us drown. All that we can see or think about is what is happening right then and right there, what is in front of us. But when these things happen, we have to sit back and remember what we know is true, that God controls the waves. He created them. God is our lifeguard. Joshua chapter 1 verse 9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. If we believe in the Bible, if we believe in the word, we should know that that is true. And that should give us comfort. That should give us peace. When a wave hits you, you can try to swim on your own and drown. Or you can let God carry you out. Now back to the story. So I'm sitting on the shoreline you know, just reflecting over what just happened. And my whole body is shaking. I'm trying to catch my breath. I was freaking out. I was just reflecting over everything that happened and trying to comprehend, you know, what could have been. And uh, at this point, I get on my phone and I text some of my friends back home that I'm close with that I had just got caught in a riptide. And these are friends that don't really take things too seriously. We like to joke around about a lot of stuff. So like, oh, Trevor just died in a riptide. LOL, Valentino died in a riptide. And they're just joking around and stuff. And so they go on their uh, Snapchat story and they post, rest in peace, Trevor Valentino, just kind of joking around. And I see this and I'm like, okay, obviously nobody's going to believe this, like knowing who they are. There, there's just no way that 
anyone's going to believe this. Like, they're obviously joking. If somebody asks, they're going to tell them that it's just a joke and that I got, you know, stuck in a riptide and got out. So I get off my phone, which was probably the first mistake. And I leave my phone and the truck because the storm's about to come. So we have to pack up. You know, we've got a tent out. We've got all of our supplies laid out on a tarp. We've got a ton of stuff that we got to start picking up you know, to put in our different cars that we brought to make sure that we can get home on time before the rain starts pouring on us because packing while getting stormed on doesn't necessarily sound like the best idea. So we're packing up, getting the tent put down and all that stuff. And all of this happens, you know, within a duration of about 20 minutes. So we get packed up and we back get back to the car and I turn on my phone and just pages and pages of text messages, calls, Snapchats, what's going on? Trevor, are you okay? Hey, I heard the news. Please tell me this isn't real. And I'm like, what? What, what, what isn't real? What's going on? And I'm trying to figure out what's going down here. And I go on Snapchat and I look at people's stories and people are posting old pictures of me saying, rest in peace. I can't believe this happened. Please tell me this isn't true. Like all this stuff as if I'm dead and I'm reading this like, wait, I'm, I'm here, right? I'm not dead, right? And so I'm like responding to people like, hey, what, what's going on? What's going on? And it turns out that in that time that we were packing up, a lot of people saw those messages and actually took it to be true. And when asked, asking those people who posted that originally, you know, they were joking around with them and told them that it was true. And when people tried to text me asking if it was fake and didn't get a response, hence why they got worried. And so I get a call from my friend and they're like, Trevor, uh, my boyfriend's mom works for the school administration and they got the news and they're sending out mass emails to teachers around the entire district saying that you died. And I'm like, what? They can't do that. I haven't even picked up my diploma. Like, I, I just graduated. I need to pick up my diploma. They can't think I'm dead. And so I'm texting everybody I know, making sure that they know like, hey, I'm here. I'm alive. I don't know what's going on, but I'm alive. And I start to see how people would act if I was dead. And I don't know about you, but that's something I've always thought about. Like, what would the school be like? What would my friends be like if I died? But that's not something that you should ever actually know. And I'm standing here today knowing exactly what it would be like if I died, because that's what it seemed to a lot of people. And it hit me really hard because I started to see how valuable I was to certain people that I never thought that I had an impact on. So you never know the impact that you can have on people. Every day we're confronted with people that are and are given the chance to share Jesus with them. And we may not do it because we think another opportunity will arise for them. You know, it doesn't have to be us right then, right now. You know, I, I don't feel comfortable doing that right then, right there. You know, that can be somebody else. You know, something will happen later on in their life that will make them come to Jesus. But what I saw firsthand from my experience on the beach that day is that there may not be another opportunity. Take Kobe Bryant, for example. You know, Kobe Bryant just passed away in a helicopter accident and his friends and family had no idea that their last conversation with him would be their last conversation with him ever. If they knew it was, they might have said some other things. You know, things like, I love you. 
uh, you mean a lot to me. Things like this, things that you may not hear from specific people every single day, you just assume it. But if given the opportunity, knowing what was to come, they would definitely say it right then and there. So, I mean, I'm not saying that you have to text everyone you know right now and talk to them like they're about to die, because I feel like that's a little bit cliche. But what's important is that we should never miss a chance to share Jesus with someone. We should never let our fears, our guilt, you know, we shouldn't feel like, oh, you know, I don't feel like I'm a good enough Christian to be able to say stuff like that right now. Like, who am I to tell them about Jesus when I don't even feel like I have a good enough relationship with Jesus? Well, the truth is we're never good enough for Jesus, but Jesus has grace and forgiveness and loves us anyway. And so knowing that we should still go out and tell people about Jesus. We shouldn't wait till we have all of our problems fixed before we tell others about Jesus. We should tell other people about Jesus. And honestly, that might be the way to solve your problems. Also, one thing that I think is very important with this situation is that we should never go to bed angry at someone. You know, there can be a lot of times to where, whether it's people you're close with or people you're not close with, that you get in arguments or have conflicts or just things that are unresolved. And I think something that's very important, knowing that life shouldn't be taken for granted, is that you should never leave a conversation or go to bed knowing that you have some unresolved conflict with someone. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18 says, You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Now, I started to look differently at my relationships with people and what I did with my time. I now know that there is no logical reason to not share Jesus with somebody, and I hope that you can do the same. You should spend every day knowing that God is in control and that there is nothing that He can't do. That's it for today's episode. I hope you all enjoyed. I'm really excited for what's to come with this podcast. We have a lot of topics and interviews and discussions lined up. So I hope you stay tuned. I hope you'll have a great rest of the week. And uh, until next time, thank you.